0: On this episode of Jeff Does Vegas, it
1: becomes a, a bigger issue when you're getting paid too, because you'll have this kind of selective negativity, and it's well, why didn't you? Why did you hold such a harsh lens to this particular resort, but not have the same um, critique or the same valid criticism for another resort? Um, and it's a resort that we know that in the past maybe you've been paid to promote, Las Vegas.
0: It's so much more than just a city.
1: It's a feeling.
0: It's that feeling of excitement when you spot the lights of the strip out the airplane window. It's that feeling of awe as you stroll down the boulevard, taking in the sights and sounds. And it's that feeling of satisfaction, knowing that you're in the greatest city in the world. Tens of millions of people share that feeling every year, and I'm just one of them. Here to take you to the world-famous Vegas Strip and beyond, My name is Jeff, and this is Jeff Does Vegas. Welcome to episode number 172 of Jeff Does Vegas. Before we get rolling for this episode of the podcast, I just wanna thank everyone for sticking it out with me over the last little while. I know it's been a hot minute or two since I released a new episode, but if you follow me on social media, you know that there has been a lot going on behind the scenes with the new website, some new audio branding, some new video work, and the big project that's been taking up a lot of my time, my podcast collaboration with Megan and Anthony Smith from Mayhem in the Desert. That would be Sin City Stories, Vegas True Crime. So again, thanks for your patience on everything. I really do appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to getting back into the swing of things with all of you with tons of brand new episodes over the next little while. Influencers have always been a thing in Las Vegas. And in a city as visually stunning as Vegas is that has as much to offer as it does, it only makes sense that content creators would want to cash in on all of that. But in 2023, things got weird, or at least it felt like they did. There seemed to be a real boom in Vegas content creators with hundreds of people blogging, vlogging, tweeting, Instagramming, TikToking, and podcasting about Las Vegas, with new ones popping up every single day. It also seems, at least to me anyways, that the creator culture has undergone a real shift over the last year or so, with the attitude changing from, when one of us wins, we all win, to, f- you and f- everyone else. I'm looking out for number one. For this episode of the podcast, I was joined by Adam Bauer, aka Travel Fanboy, aka Cheapskate Vegas. Adam and I had a very frank and honest discussion about what's been happening in the Vegas creator community. We talked about clickbait, toxicity within the creator community, and a big bone of contention, the lack of disclosure when it comes to relationships and compensation. And in the interest of balance, we also pointed out a few creators and Vegas social media people who are doing things right. Please enjoy my conversation with Adam Bauer.
1: A really strong rise, especially in the last five years or so of these visual social media platforms. TikTok, um, I I was gonna say Snapchat, but I have no idea even really what that is. Uh, but but specifically Me neither. YouTube. I'm not
0: cool enough for Snapchat. YouTube,
1: Instagram, <laughs> TikTok, and if you're a social media if you're a creator on one, you're a creator on all three, effectively, because you can uh, copy and paste and it's not that easy, but you can, you can use that and repurpose it for those platforms. And Vegas is a visually dynamic, really stunning place and people are naturally drawn to it. I'm, you, I know you and I, if we see something of the Bellagio fountains, like, you know, in our peripheral, maybe on TV or whatever, we're stopping what we're doing to check it out. And I think that that's really led to. This really this massive proliferation and content creators being interested in Las Vegas, because I think it draws eyes, it draws numbers. And uh you don't really have to work hard. And that's no disrespect to anybody who's creating content in the space. You don't have to work that hard to get people interested if you're talking about Las Vegas. Um, and there's there's a lot of people doing a lot of different things. But uh, it's a popular tourist destination, it's visually appealing, and it naturally lends itself to those visual platforms. At least that's that's kind of my take on it. And that's why I think we've seen a lot of um, growth in the YouTube space and Instagram and, and TikTok specifically.
0: Something that I've noticed in the last while is there's been a real shift in the culture of the Vegas creator community in that it used to be... When I first got into doing this podcast five years ago, now that I've been doing this, there was a real attitude of if one of us wins, we all Mm -hmm. win and we're going to support each other and we're going to work hard and we're going to elevate each other. I mean, my audience was elevated. There was another podcaster out there by the name of Chris Kim, who used to do a a Faces and Aces Mm -hmm. podcast. and. He reached out to me and said, you know, hey, I'd love to have you on to talk about your podcast, kind of pay it forward, because when I got started, there was another podcaster that did that for me. And I've always sort of made a a conscious effort to try and do that myself and bring other creators on and elevate their content. But it seems like as of late, the attitude seems to be more of a and I'm going to drop an F bomb here. Fuck everyone else. I'm I'm. I'm in it for me and screw all of the rest of you because I'm just in it for Mm -hmm. me. And that really seems to be the direction things have gone lately.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I lean towards the idea that there's just more money in it now. And there really wasn't at the beginning. I think for a lot of people, I mean, I think I started in 2014 or something like that. I mean, so it's been like 10 years now. And for a lot of people that I knew, Doing content. And I'm not saying we're better than anybody who's starting now or the community then was better or anything like that. It, you're right. It's just evolved. And for a lot of people, it's just, it was a pure passion project. And if you made enough money to just pay for your, your, your hosting platform, you were winning. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And not every, I'm still there is where I'm <laughs> right. at right now. That's still where I'm at. Not everybody back then got along, just to be clear. Um, but I, I, I do think you're right. It was, There were just, it, it's just, it, as more creators have come on, there's a lot more different conversations happening. Uh, There were, there were fewer conversations happening and a lot of people were kind of in those conversations together. Where now there's kind of all these kind of disparate channels now. And so there's a lot of disparate conversations going on. And now there's more money being involved. And I think a lot of the, the companies in Las Vegas have realized, oh, this is really good marketing for us. It's low effort, um, moderate success. And so they're throwing money at this and, you know, there's only so many players in the Vegas market and a lot of these content creators want to capture them and be the one who does. And that's my take on why, um, there's a lot of me, me, me in there, which, which actually makes sense. I mean, if you're making this your, your actual profession, you know, you've, you've got to create a moat for yourself. Um, but what does that do? It, it creates that kind of antagonistic feel sometimes where it doesn't always have to, uh, but you definitely, it definitely does feel like that uh, at least with certain people.
0: There's a level that I've noticed too of toxicity Mm -hmm. within the community. I've seen creators talk about being attacked, personal attacks. I mean, if you want to go after my content, go ahead. If you want to tell me your content sucks, that's Mm -hmm. fine. Go for it. I don't care. That's your opinion. And there's people that like my content and that's fine. But when you start attacking people for their looks or their weight Mm -hmm. or their budget and, you know, (laughs) making fun of the fact that they're low rollers and and just – you know hate the the there's a there seems to be there's hatred there's backstabbing people are sabotaging each other's feeds by bombing them with negative reviews mm-hmm. and one star reviews and and um straight up content theft yeah. or or lack of attribution I, I i guess it as you said it kind of there's there's money involved now so people are are more cutthroat about it i guess that's the only reason i can think of but again i there's no excuse for personal attacks on people
1: no no i'm with you and i think uh, an old axum saying that when i was doing comedy and it's very prominent in the comedy world of you know when you ask yourself whether or not you can joke about something or someone th- the idea is to go through the test of am i making fun of who they are or am I making fun of what they do and if it's the latter then you're, you're probably fine and you can get away with it uh but if you're as you said, kind of attacking someone for things that they can't control. And that's when it really gets out of line. Um, but I think on the other side of that, there are people who lodge valid criticisms. And I'm not talking about myself. I'll be talking about other people here. Um, but I think there are, there are people who succumb to oh, – what's the term? I think it's Bertrand Russell. He's a philosopher. He, I think he called it persecution mania which is I keep getting attacked for this thing. People keep calling me out on this particular thing or complaining about me for this particular thing. Um, why am I causing this uncontrollable irritation? It can't possibly be something that I'm doing. They must all be wrong or they must all be trolls, right? And so you get this kind of dynamic of you get people that are treated unfairly because social media at times could be toxic. But then you get people who are called out for what they're doing that is maybe in bad taste, maybe possibly lightly illegal um, and they're pushing back and saying, no, this isn't valid criticism. You're just a troll, blah, 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 blah. And so there's just this really odd dynamic in social media right now. Um, and I, I have this push and pull of how much I want to get involved in. Sometimes I'm intensely involved. And sometimes like right now, I'm trying to take a step back and just let people fight battles as they wish. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a really weird time, but I think that happens as, as communities grow, different personalities get involved Um, and some personalities are really, really strong and, and these kinds of things happen.
0: There are, as you mentioned, there's, there's a lot of problems I think within the influencer community right now. And I think it's, I don't know if it's, uh, uh, just the fact that things are, are growing so quickly and people are just working to, to try to take advantage of every little bit that they can. And maybe they're not researching what they should be doing or how they should be doing it. But I mean, it just, off the top of my head, I had a list of about 20 different, well, not 20, but a lot of things. Um, I mean, negativity for the sake of, of being negative. Now, admittedly, my what the hell has happened to Las Vegas episode is my, uh, most watched video mm-hmm. episode. Um, and my second most listened to podcast episode behind the interview with an escort. Strange. <laughs> um, not but that I wasn't being, strange how that is. But I wasn't being negative for the sake of being negative. I wasn't clickbaiting. I wasn't just creating this negative content because that's what all the cool kids are doing. For me, it stemmed from issues that I had on a Vegas trip and then I I brought in uh, another creator to talk about it who was experiencing the same thing. We presented what I thought was a pretty balanced conversation and presented solutions to those problems. So that negativity for the sake of negativity just in my mind wasn't wasn't there in that situation, but I think that is a big issue within the community right
1: now. Yeah, and I think it it becomes a bigger issue when you're getting paid too, because you'll have this kind of selective negativity and it's, well, why didn't you, why did you hold such a harsh lens to this particular resort, but not have the same um, critique or the same valid criticism for another resort? um And it's a resort that we know that in the past, maybe you've been paid to promote. Now, I think most people, even if they're getting paid can generally have a good level of, of, of removing themselves or having some, some unbiased there, um, removing the bias, I should say. Um, but, uh, that's, that's not always the case, but I think you're right. It's it, it, the toxicity kind of feeds on itself too, as, as you get the, the views and you get that taste and that really fun kind of adrenaline from getting all these views in your post. Cause you, you slammed the Luxor, um, which you yeah, of course needs some improvement, but you know, isn't, uh, <laughs> isn't going to kill you if you go in there. Um, You know, that's just going to it's going to fester. It's going to feed on itself. And it's just going to be just going to continue to happen. The biggest
0: one, and you kind of touched on this uh, briefly as well, is um, failure to disclose relationships and or compensation. This is uh, this is a big one right now. And it's probably been a thing for a while, but it seems like lots of influencers are kind of um, becoming guilty of it as of late. And maybe I don't know if it's they are intentionally hiding it, or they just simply don't realize that there are legitimate laws and guidelines in various countries that cover this kind of thing? You
1: know, I'll say it it surprises me, but it shouldn't. The younger generation of content creators, I think, are actually better at it. They're better at disclosing things, but they're also better at apologizing for failing to disclose and correcting it. Whereas the older content creators who are new to doing content creation – are really trying to kind of hide it. And if they get called out on it or get questioned about it, really push back forcefully. And one thing I would say to anybody who wants to get into content creation in Las Vegas is to you want to maintain a good relationship with your audience that's paramount and disclosing is important. But you also want to make sure that you're not bringing that negativity to your relationship with these businesses because they notice these things, they're following. In fact, um interesting story was on my last trip, I, I won't say who it is or know where they work but it was an executive for a restaurant group in las vegas and they started talking to me about a particular influencer that they were working with who had recently been getting a lot of pushback and they said yeah we worked with this person they were terrible to work with and uh, i don't know if they're going to work with them again you know if if they bring results yeah they'll work with them again even if they're pain in the ass to work with but i mean that's what they told me and vegas is yeah it it's it seems big to the tourists but it's a really small community uh if you don't know the locals there and they talk and if you burn these bridges at one place or if you you maybe you get paid from every single you know big name in vegas but that's not going to last for very long if you get that kind of reputation uh if you're constantly pushing back against your audience if you're burning these bridges with these companies you're not known for someone who's uh, malleable easy to work with um, not that you shouldn't be getting what you're worth you definitely should um, so there's yeah there's there's kind of an interesting um, just interesting kind of things happening in that space uh, interesting things happening with disclosures and I will say that the companies who pay influencers don't like it when it's not disclosed. Um, they'll never tell people that they have to disclose. That's not up to them. Um, the influencers or the content creators have to. But from the the brands that I've talked to, they've actually prefer that they do just so that relationship's clear and that any negative blowback isn't directed towards them, like they're kind of doing some skeezy marketing thing, which working with content creators absolutely is not. I think it's a smart marketing play.
0: And as I say, I mean, there are – laws Mm -hmm. and and rules in place i mean the ftc has got very specific laws that are easily searchable in canada we've got the competition act which actually requires influencers to disclose um the uk they've got the advertising standards authority Mm -hmm. the eu as european consumer law so i mean anywhere you go in the world you are required as a as a creator if you are compensated in any way shape or form you're required to disclose it and i mean i've I've just I I disclose what I do pay for things. Mm-hmm. I mean, or how things happen to me. I've been disclosing in all of my trip reports. Anytime I go and I say I don't pay resort fees. Why? Because I've got a founders mm-hmm. card, which I'm not. I'm paying for. I'm not being paid to talk right. about founders card. I'm paying the membership fees every year for founders card. So I mean, again, like it, it's it, it it is a a legitimate problem. And I think it's interesting that you mentioned that the it's the the newer older creators that seem to have a bigger problem with it or push back more on it than the young creators that are either a bit at it for a long time or even just getting started i'm not sure why that is. you know i
1: i don't know i had been thinking about it i maybe and it might just be the particular content young content creators that i've seen who by the way are not perfect at disclosing their relationships i know there's some that i've seen that do not. And it, it does irk me a little bit. Like I can tell you're a young content creator. Yeah, you've got a big following, but I know you're not making boatloads of money and you're staying at the Palms and you're getting one of their finest sweets. Well, there's probably a reason for that in your video. I'm not knocking you. You should absolutely accept it. Just tell us, Hey, and and I, I guess I'll, I'll say this first. That's the thing that gets me. And I think I wrote an article about this. It's like, it's easy to disclose. It actually gives you, um, it it makes you more favorable in my eyes if you do and it just has an air of legitimacy to it that that really as an audience member makes me appreciate you that much more if you could say hey the palms invited me they wanted me to show you the suite and all the rest you know a couple of these restaurants here and uh for me to talk about the gambling and you know so they they provided the room for me but i'm going to you know i'm going to tell you about uh, my experience here um, and that's fine to me. Like I, I completely understand that. That's that's no big deal. I'm like a borderline shill for MGM because I just like staying at their properties, right? So it's like everyone has kind of an air of bias to them a, a little bit. As long as we know where you're standing and, and what's happening behind the scenes, that's kind of all that I care about. But uh yeah, it gets it gets really frustrating when when people don't disclose. And it also gets frustrating for me when people say, "Well, why do you care so much?" It's like, "Well, this is my." Vegas uh, copywriting isn't my profession but copywriting is and I work in an industry that's very highly regulated the work that I go through is numerous reviews legal reviews uh, even and I'm always trying to make sure that I'm very consumer friendly and I'm not pushing products that consumers don't need and so when I see something like this it just really grinds my gears a lot Um, beyond the legality issues of just we have 40 million people coming to Vegas every year Are we giving them the best content possible? Are they understanding what they're getting into? Why are you constantly promoting this particular place? Yeah, it might be good, but just let them know where you're coming from with this. So they have um, just, they they can make their plans with an air of confidence.
0: I like your point about how disclosing off the top, it it does almost add a certain air of legitimacy Mm -hmm. to a creator if I, I'm much more likely to respect a creator, if they say right off the top, yeah, the, the palms set me up with this suite. Okay. Well, you must be somebody it's professional. That if, if, if the palms or fountain blue or the Win or whoever is putting you in one of their best suites and comping you a weekend and giving you the opportunity to go in there and film video and stuff, you must be a person and you're a person that I'm going to pay attention mm-hmm. to. But if you're, Joe Schmo and you're, you're not doing that. And, and I can figure out that you're not a multimillionaire high roller, but somehow you managed to get the, you know, whatever Villa suite at fountain blue. Um, (laughs) it's, it's kind of, it's kind of right up there with now I've reached that point with this podcast where I get those emails from the, the um the Instagram follower companies were like you know for a thousand dollars we can get you ten thousand Instagram followers. Mm. No, we, which again always just puts my back up right away on where when I see somebody that's got a ridiculous number of Instagram followers, but somehow they get ten likes <laughs> on each yeah. of their their posts or yeah. whatever. um I look at it and go, okay, well, there's some bullshit somewhere, somehow here. And as soon as you stop paying for those Instagram followers or those YouTube followers or whatever, your numbers are going to drop off and it's going to be a problem.
1: I mean, there could be a really good symbiotic relationship between you know, resorts, any restaurant group, whomever, and the influencers, right? Everybody can win. And even us, the audience, can win. uh, Because, yeah, I I haven't stayed in every room product in Las Vegas. And if you're getting paid to stay – at, uh, you know, a suite at Encore, which is something like, yeah, I might be interested in the future. And they comp you to show your audience because they know you have a good relationship with your audience and you're trustworthy and you give reliably good, uh, feedback and valid criticism when it's necessary. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll gladly watch that and appreciate that. And yeah, even if you had mildly, um, a mild criticism of a particular room, it's not going to dissuade me from from staying somewhere and it's not going to dissuade a brand from wanting to partner with you in the future either. So, it can really work for everyone. I think as we said before the the content community and kind of these new platforms, it's still a bit young in terms of um the money coming in and people kind of figuring out how to make it work best for everybody. So, I think it'll get better, but um yeah, I think a strong push from some people sometimes in the future, not me, cause I'm kind of done with that conversation. Uh, not this conversation, but, uh, being the one who is constantly bringing it up. Um, I think it's still, we still need a couple of those strong voices to, to not be afraid to call those things out, question people, uh, politely and, and, um, get some eyes on it so that again, everybody can win.
0: There are creators. I mean, for, for all of the, the shitting on it that we've done for the last however many minutes. Um, There are some creators that really are, that are doing it right and doing some really good stuff. There's a few that come to mind for me. Um, Sam Novak. Mm-hmm. I really like Vegas Unfiltered, Vegas 411. I mean, he's, yeah, he's negative, but he's kind of honest. He, when I've talked to him, he's always kind of mentioned he's more of a, he likes to think of himself as a consumer advocate. In his mm-hmm. mind, he doesn't want people to waste their money on right. garbage, which he's great. Um, John Mahaffey, The Vegas oh, Advantage, yeah. I really like. John does some good stuff. Pennies for Vegas, I love Mark. I mean, he's he's just unabashedly and unapologetically mm-hmm. himself, which, again, I just love the stuff that he's doing. And then another couple that I'm big fans of are uh, Jordan and Ashton, who do Show Me Vegas. They run a YouTube channel. They do trip reports. They do hotel walkthroughs, room reports, things like that. They're all doing, I think they're all doing really
1: good yeah. work. Yeah, you all agreed. I think I'm going to talk about pennies for a second because I think that pennies is kind of, I always like people who do Vegas differently than me. And I think when I started, I was very much low roller focused, but he's kind of the master at it. And I do think if I can try to motivate pennies for an instant... Uh, I think if he got more stuff in print, like if he had a website that was fully functioning and uh, was really taking advantage of SEO stuff, cause he has just some dynamite tips and he does Vegas so well on a limited budget. I mean, he's staying at the win. Like every time I see him, he's at the win. Um, and I, he, I think he could be a really big low roller brand in, for Las Vegas. I mean, he, his brand could be massive. Um, and so pennies, if you're listening, uh, I would love to see you venture out into kind of more different types of content because I think you've got something great going on. But yeah, I mean, there's so many. And there's even, like, I like talking about pennies. I like people who do Vegas differently than me. So I like bloggers like, um, you know, like, uh, Nikki, uh, the coin show, Vegas introvert, Matt Bridger, um, you know, and again, I don't know the vlogger. Uh, scene. So I'm sure I'm talking about people who don't like each other. And <laughs> there's like, like, classical. So I apologize. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm casting a wide net here. Um, but you can generally tell people who are just kind of in it to have a good time, show people how they, how they like to have a good time in Las Vegas. And even people that have maybe a more modest following than say some of these big influencers are in the hundreds of thousands could be worthwhile to, to be content marketers and, and work with these companies. Um, like I said, they could do it effectively. Um, I think a, a small passionate fan base is good as one that's passive and large. So, um, yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of good people, uh, doing good things out there. John Mahaffey again is one. He's kind of my litmus where if like, if I'm on the same side as John, then I feel like I'm doing okay on a particular issue. Going back to Penny's for, for a second. He had me
0: on his live stream many years ago. It was kind of right as, I was getting started and and I think it was just right around pre covid it was just shortly before that, and I had a blast talking mm-hmm. to him and and I'm insanely jealous of his following. He's got a very loyal, mm-hmm. passionate fan base, and as you say i mean he's he's already he's got big subscriber numbers and big follower numbers um but yeah, I think as you say, like he could be so much bigger just in the way he does Vegas, and he does it so different from so many people, and as you say, he's He's ultra low roller, but he'll be checking into mm-hmm. the win or staying at the Cosmo or whatever. And it's like, dude, you're doing yeah. this right. Like I'm yeah. jealous of how you yeah. do that. And this is not
1: a, my <laughs> uh, opinion, well, that was not a critique of Penny's. So it's like, I think everybody should do what no. they want to do. And he's probably putting out content at the cadence that he wants and he's fine doing it and he's doing a fantastic job of it. But you know, every once in a while you see a person who's like, oh yeah, like they, they could be huge. They've really kind of, they've captured something there uh that 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 could be really big. John Mahaffey is one who's really kind of put his expertise uh to it as well and just continued to grow, which is which is great to see. So but there's I mean, you and I have just kind of scratched the surface. There's so many great content creators out there that are kind of doing their own thing or slowly building up a following. Um, and it's really cool to see. Um going back to kind of the very beginning of this conversation of I would say 10 years ago when I was just starting out you know, I was inspired by a lot of different people. Uh, Vegas tripping was one. Chuck, who was running that site, was like one of my biggest heroes in terms of Vegas content. And uh, he reached out to me um, to collaborate on some stuff, and I was so appreciative of that. So, um, you know, there's there's a lot to talk about with Vegas. So, seeing people kind of find their own niche is is really fun. Even with the high rollers, I like watching them. Vegas Matt's a YouTuber, um, and he's insane high roller. You know, I just saw him. Uh, doing like 360 bucks a spin on a particular slot machine as long as there's no gatekeeping like i'll watch any vegas content for the most part like but i don't want to hear the no 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 you shouldn't go to vegas if you're only going to gamble 100 bucks a day i'm like ah keep that crap to yourself because there's there's something for everybody out there and uh there's a lot of people are proving proving that to be the case and
0: that wraps up another episode of Jeff Does Vegas. If you've got feedback on this episode of the show, or any other episode for that matter, or you've got suggestions and ideas for topics you'd like me to cover on the podcast, please feel free to reach out via social media on Facebook, X, or Instagram at Jeff Does Vegas. You can also email me directly at jeff at jeffdoesvegas.com. In the meantime, thanks for checking out the show. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts so you'll be notified the instant a new episode is released. While you're there, go ahead and rate us and write a review. And don't forget to visit JeffDoesVegas.com for past episodes, show notes, Vegas deals, and more. My name is Jeff, and this has been Jeff Does Vegas, a Walker New Media production.